Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. And now, The Score. Upcoming Friday night football matchups and breakdowns from the previous week. Here's what's happening in the Quad Cities high school sports scene. Welcome to your SCORE Podcast Championship Edition as we are down to just one. One team, one game left in the high school football season. We're going to break it down for you here on the final SCORE Podcast Football Edition of the 2019 season. Joined by the normal cast of characters, and I mean characters tonight, Sonia Palermo, (laughs) Corey Kuffler, and Brian Stacking. And also, we're going to break down our best of the season, so we'll talk to you about our best players, our best games, our best teams, as we put a bow on the 2019 high school football season. But as we mentioned, we're down to one team in the state of Illinois, and Corey, you were in Sterling on Saturday and saw an impressive, impressive showing by the Sterling Newman comments yeah they played really well on both sides of the ball their defense set up their uh first score uh defense set up their another score they threw the ball a little bit uh, ran the ball well and they really played great on the defensive side of the ball holding field crest to only a touchdown which was in the third quarter and at that point the game was pretty much over at that point so hats off to uh, brandon kretzmer his uh, coaching staff the players one heck of an atmosphere and one heck of a game and I, I, one of the coolest moments was afterwards about 10 seconds left. He knew it was over. He kind of raised his hands in victory and walked out, started hugging all the players, and there were tears flowing. And just It was just a really cool moment to see him and the players kind of embracing on the field. It was a cool moment, and with that being said, let's get right to our guest this week. And we're happy to be joined by the head coach of the Sterling Newman Comets, Brandon Kretzmer, joins us now. And Coach, you did this a few weeks ago, and it worked out. You won the football game. I don't want to take all the credit, but this, this podcast stuff is, is a lucky charm, maybe. Yeah. Maybe he was the lucky charm. So I'm kind of disappointed you don't have Chip on. But, uh, again, thanks for having us and uh, more than happy to talk football and blessed to still be able to talk football in the last week of the season. Absolutely. Before we talk about this week's state championship game, let's go back to Saturday. Um, just the thought, the, the, the feeling, I guess, for you. I know it's something as part of that staff and at that school that you've experienced, but to be the head coach and to get your team into the state championship game, when that clock says double zero, what goes through your mind um, as you guys head to the state championship game? Uh, just uh, unbelievable feeling. Uh, again, to do it at Newman and, again, uh, to be the first head coach uh, other than Coach Poposi to be able to do it and uh, in my first year, uh, nonetheless, is something that I'll, I'll never forget. And just with the kids and the community and the staff that stayed on with me, I, I, I can't be thankful enough. And, uh, again, it's really hats off to the kids and uh, how they just bought in from day one. Again, playing for a, a, a program like Newman, it's not that hard to, but with the new head coach taking over for Coach Poposi, uh, just hitting the ground running from uh, week one that I took over, 
uh, again, uh, I can't be thankful enough and blessed. But once those uh, the, the clock hit zero, is just a wave of emotions, um, thankfulness, blessed, happy, just seeing all the kids ecstatic and the coaches being ecstatic. Uh, again, it was just a great feeling. Coach, talk to me to, about that moment at the end of the game when everybody's on the field and everybody's hugging and, and just enjoying that moment. And then you and Coach Raposi embrace. What was that moment like for you? Uh, it meant a lot. Again, uh, doing a lot of interviews, this and that. And then I just turn and I see Coach Paposi and uh, that hug. And, you know, I don't think either one of us wanted to let go for a while. It was a, a pretty long, long hug. And I just said, thanks, Coach, for giving me the opportunity. And uh, he said, uh, thank you for um, doing what you're doing. And uh, it just meant a lot, again, being a mentor and just what he's meant for the school, the program, and uh, the whole uh, town of Sterling and the community. Uh, for him to say that to me, uh, it meant a lot. And, uh, again, I, I'm blessed and thankful uh, to be in the position I'm at. How have you been able to handle this year? A first year following Coach Paposi, and then the run to the state championship game. How have you been able to handle this year, and have you let it soak in what's actually happened now? Um, again, just uh, the coaching staff. Again, everyone stayed on, or almost everyone uh, stayed on board, uh, which have been Coach Popozzi for a long time, Coach Icardi, uh, Coach Nelson, Coach Neiman, uh, again, Coach Maggs, who played there not too long ago and has been on the staff. Uh, they've really been my go-tos. Again, any um, questions or anything I need to talk to, they're there. And then also, obviously, still having Coach Paposi there. He's still the AD and whatnot. And uh, he's really let me um, do my thing again. But if I've had questions, I've been able to go to him. Um, and again, obviously, my wife and my daughter, again, they've gone a, uh, a lot from home. And they're just so very supportive of me. And her being an athlete and a coach herself, she knows all the time it takes. So, again, between the coaching staff and my family and whatnot, uh, again, I'm thankful uh, for them because without them, I wouldn't be able to do what I'm doing. Um, but, again, just this first year, it's been a whirlwind once I got announced to where we're at now. It's just it's unbelievable how quick it happened, and uh, I'm definitely not taking it for granted. Obviously a lot of emotions to soak in making it this far, but how do you refocus the team and the coaching staff knowing you guys have one more test on the line here this week? Uh, again, it's, it's, we made the, the title game, and that's great, but I told the kids today, I said, if that was your goal for the year, which you set for yourself, which it wasn't, then we could just turn in our stuff now. I'll, I said I'd call the IHSA and just say we won our – second place trophy and we won't even go to the Calmont Friday and uh, these kids have worked too hard and they've been locked in especially since the playoffs started um, that they didn't want this to end and now that it's that they're a step away from their their goal that they set for themselves uh, I don't think there's too much motivation before the semifinal game uh, we brought in uh, one uh, one player from each of the uh, state championship teams that have uh, won at Newman and uh, their message to the team was it's you're you're right there now and from the 90 team all the way up to the 2013 team the message was the same and that's what blue machine football is everyone had their little twist on that but uh again the traditions and everything that we talked about from coach Poposi back in the uh, late 80s to uh, now in 2019 it's special and i know after hearing those guys talk they want to hopefully be one of those guys where they're going to be able to hopefully come back and talk to 
teams down the line and just said what it meant to them. So we've been focused, and I know the kids focused, and obviously most of the coaching staff has been part of a state uh, game before and a state championship team. So um, the coaching staff I'm not too worried about. Coach, um, the Three Rivers Conference is one of the toughest conferences in the state. You are in a close conference. That means all nine of your regular season games are against conference opponents, either in your division or in the other division. How does playing in a conference like the Three Rivers prepare you for such a long run in the playoffs? Because it's not just you guys. Princeton had a long run, um, and so did Morrison, and you guys are still going. How does playing in that conference prepare you for, for the rigors of the postseason? Uh, I think that, like you said, the Three Rivers Conference is one of the best small school conferences in the state. Um, you got the NUIC, obviously, they're very successful. Uh, but our first three games this year against uh, Hall, Princeton, and Kiwani, they were all very good football teams. And I think that all three of them made it to at least the second round of the playoffs, and Princeton made it um, to the semis in 3A. And then the one loss we have this year is to Morrison, who made it to the quarters in 1A. We got a, a lot of good competition. Obviously, can't leave out Orion. Um, with what Coach Filler does there, and even the Riverdales, where I know you're from, and like, they're <laughs> coming on. Uh, game in and game out, you're going to get everyone's best shot, and it's great football. We see a wide variety of uh, offense and defense to help get us prepared for the playoffs, but um, again, everyone was like, oh, you guys have a lot of close games this year and whatnot, and it's, I think it's due to our competition. And But the best thing was that we were able to um, pull – pull out most of those games and we lost one but the rest of them I think got us ready for the playoffs to be in close games coach you just made big brownie points with stacking by bringing up Riverdale that's well done that's 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 good research that's well done I I knew what I was doing there I knew every podcast he talks about his Rams and I get it that's that's pride that's what I like to do and and nothing wrong with that of course uh Talk about Nashville. Um, I know they're a team that likes to spread it out. Uh, they've got a great quarterback, good receivers, and a, and a running back uh, that's pretty good as well. So it, have, is there a team out there on your schedule that maybe you have faced this year that can, comp- that can compare to what they do this, uh, as you get ready for the championship game? Yeah, I think they're actually a lot like uh, Field Chris, which is good for us because we just played them in the semis. Uh, they do a little bit more pulling. Um, of their offensive linemen than Fieldcrest did. They were more straight ahead. But a lot of the same sets. Uh, quarterback is really good, all-state kid uh, for Nashville. And uh, he throws really well. He's an athletic kid, but I think he's more of a pocket passer. He's going to scramble around until he finds someone open. I think they have four or five receivers that have 500-plus yards, so you can't really focus on one of them, you're going to just have to play really good pass defense against all of them. And their line is just very big. I think their front um, their front five linemen on offense and their front seven on defense are, are very stout. They're big. They're physical. So uh, And Fieldcrest was, too. So I think hopefully that got us ready for this game. Coach, um, I know there's the, the obvious things that, that help victories, which is eliminate turnovers, time of possession, those kind of things. What are the things that you bully, bullet point you look at as you prepare for Nashville? What are the things that you guys have to do, the keys to the game, to be successful and bring home yet another state championship? Uh, on the line of scrimmage, again, the, with what we do offensively and uh, what they're going to try and do offensively is whoever's going to own the line of scrimmage, if they obviously can shut down our, our running attack and, and force us to throw 
Uh, yeah, we've done a little bit more throwing this year, but obviously we prefer to run the ball and throw when we want to, not because we have to uh, type of offense, then uh, that could be in trouble. So definitely got to own the line of scrimmage as always. That's our what we talk about week in and week out, uh, especially on offense, staying low, driving for four seconds. Uh, that's going to be the key. And then just doing the little things, especially on defense. We always talk about uh, being aligned right, doing your responsibility. And, um, again, they're going to run a lot of different sets, and um, they, they run a ton of different plays. But as long as we read our keys and focus in and do, what, do the little things right, I think that's going to be a big uh, have a big impact on the game. How important will it be, Brandon, for you guys to score first? It seems like whenever you've scored first, your defense seems to just kind of lock in and, and settle in for the rest of the game. So is, is that going to be key in this championship game? Yeah, again, yeah, I think uh, every game in the playoffs we've scored first, and obviously that gives us momentum. And again, uh, with that being said, hopefully that could happen. But at the same time, I'm pretty sure Nashville's game plan is going to try and be to get up uh, early on us and force us to throw. So I think hopefully uh, we could get the momentum early. Again, even though, uh, again, we like to score first, we usually like to go on defense first. Uh, again, set the tone with our defense and um, hopefully be able to run, uh, kind of take control of the game and uh, keep their offense off the field. And a crazy uh, stat of the game last week, Field Chris actually held the ball a lot longer than us. I think they beat us by six or seven minutes, which is kind of unheard of. But, um, again, hopefully we can get the time of possession back on our side and kind of just keep the ball out of uh, Nashville's hands. Coach, best of luck this week. Of course, have a happy Thanksgiving. A lot to be thankful for every year, but especially this year, a lot to be thankful for. Don't eat too much turkey. Get ready for game day, and uh, we'll see you in DeKalb on Friday. Sounds good. Thank you, guys. Happy Thanksgiving to all you, too. Thanks, Coach. Coach thanks. Bye. Good luck. Very nice of Coach Kretzmer to join us. Uh, he's got to have a busy week. Of course, Friday is game day for him, so a day earlier, a lot to do. So him to take some time and chat with us is very, very nice of him. It's a big game. It's a big game between Nashville and Newman for a state championship. Um, we'll talk about Nashville here in a second, but I want to bring this up first. I don't want to say we slept on Newman throughout the season, but they kind of flew under the radar, and I don't want—I don't think it was our fault. I don't think it was anybody's fault. We're just so used to Newman doing these type of things that, I, like I said, I don't want to say they flew under the radar, but they were quietly getting better throughout the entire season. And they what? just kept winning, and so it just kind of became expected to see them just keep getting better and better as it progressed. And uh, you know, that's a good thing. Mm -hmm. You know, you want to be flying under the radar, winning and winning and winning like that. Well, and then you look at Newman early on. They struggled. They barely beat Princeton. They were down uh, double digits in the second but half. That's not, but that's not but, struggling but, to beat a very good but football team. It was a struggle. I mean, but they were down double digits. They, were, they, they struggled against Kiwani. Then they lost to Morrison. And when Morrison became nine, it was going on that great run of 9-0. You know, Newman sort of took that back seat, and some of their wins weren't very convincing. They, you know, they barely beat Riverdale. So it was like there it is. Of course, but there it is. But they, but, but they did. But they yeah, did. He is right. But they, you know, they, that was sort of, you know, they sort of, you know, came in, you know, under the radar, because it was, you know, they weren't the nine and zero, or you know, they were eight and one. They weren't the conference the division champion. The division champion Morrison hasn't been doing that for, you know, a very long time. So there was a lot of newness with Morrison, and you know, Newman sort of was like, oh, this is old hat for Newman. They're eight and one. 
And then all of a sudden, the playoffs come in, and Newman started to take advantage in their defense. 13 points they've allowed in the last three playoff games. They've only allowed 26 points in the playoffs. The only two times that they have gone and won the state champion, two times they've won the state championship, they've allowed 30 points. They could, if they, if they hold Nashville to a field goal or less, they will achieve that for the third time, holding teams to the playoffs to 30 points or less while winning the state championship. We talked about, you mentioned, you know, they flew under the radar. And how much of that maybe was new coach? I think it was stacking yeah. And maybe a lot of people are not putting a lot into having a new coach first year. You don't know what to expect. Yeah, they're winning, but are they winning on tradition? Were they winning on because they're a really good team? What were they winning on? Eventually, we figured it out. They were winning on defense. Mm-hmm. That's where they were winning yeah. games, and they just methodically got better throughout the sure. season. And once they hit the playoffs, they've been a juggernaut. Once they score early, any I think every game they've had the lead going into halftime, they've almost shut out their opponents in the second half for the most part. And that's their defense just gets tougher as the games go on. And and that's what you can expect out of, of out of a Sterling Newman team, whether it was Mike Poposi coach or Brandon Kretzmer coach. And he's done a great job in his first year. I think coach talked about it in the in the interview. That they've been battle tested. And I don't think we realized how battle tested they were throughout the season while it was happening. Kiwani was a really good football team and 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 um, Riverdale was a much improved football team, and Morrison and, and I think Coach Kretzmer has admitted that like they didn't play a very good football game that day. Right. But we later found out Morrison was a fantastic football team, and you mentioned Princeton and struggling with Princeton. The reason I kind of popped in was because we later found out How Princeton was a Princeton fantastic is, football yeah. team that took they took Byron to the down to the wire and and matched them both for blow, and and so you look at everything. That's a three A powerhouse. And when you look back at it, you kind of understood why maybe during the season they weren't popping out to us. But then when we kind of look at the finished product and hindsight being 2020, they were a great football team all year. And now they've, and we talk about it, and I think I say it more than, 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 than probably I should, but um, if you're a good coach team, you're going to improve. We talk about it with the North Scots and the Geneseos and, and, and Sterling Newman's another case. That, right. that staff, and, and Coach Kretzmer will be the first person to say it's not just him, it's his staff and everybody else. Um, you're going to get better throughout the season if you're, if you're a good coach football team, and that's what, exactly what they've done this year. So here's the thing. They're going to play a team in Nashville that has never won a state title. They've only been to the state championship one time in their history. Wow. Last year they weren't a great team. I think they made the playoffs. I think they finished eight and two, if, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, um, eliminated. I think in the first round. But they have an offense that is more dynamic than probably anything Newman has seen all year. They have a quarterback in uh, Cole Malave that his junior year he broke his collarbone in week five and didn't play. And they're passing um, on the offensive side of the ball. With their passing uh, offense just really went downhill this year. Though he has been awesome on that side of the ball. He's got. Four receivers that are quick. They have a running back that can just run people over. This is going to be a game where Newman's going to get tested. I'm not saying they can't win. They fit a Morrison team is kind of what uh, Coach uh, Kretzmer men- mentioned. The, what kind of what they look like. Um, this is going to be a one heck of a ball game. And Newman's best defense is going to be their offense. They've got to hold on to the ball and grind out some drives. But when you look at it. Um, Nashville reminds me a lot about a lot of like Knoxville. Um, if you look at Nashville, no, 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 well, no, because Knox, Knoxville let is let a run-only team. Let me draw the parallel. Oh, go ahead, I'll listen. Um, Knox, Nashville this year has scored 38 points or more in every game of the regular season. The only time they have scored less than 38 was in a playoff game that they won 28 to 14. So they do score a lot of points, but so did Knoxville. 
And what happened when Newman played Knoxville? They shut him out. So while Nashville's got a lot of gaudy athletic stats and awesome offensive stats, they remind me a lot of Knoxville. Lots of points. But what, did, what happened when they met? Newman shut them out. And that's not a knock on Knoxville, but that's just a fact. They shut them out, and I think they are going to take Nashville apart, and they're going to beat them 31-6. to Mr. Cuffler, your rebuttal. Ooh. I don't think Knoxville is the same type of team. And uh, if Coach Ryan Hubbard is listening, um, I think he might agree with me. They don't throw the ball to the extent that Nashville does. They are a run-first team, period. That's what they did. Knoxville was a run-first team. They were very similar to Newman. He even said it when we interviewed him. It's, it's like looking at themselves yeah. in, in a mirror. Yeah. They don't throw the ball. If you want to put a parallel, you got you got to put Morrison out there as far as a team that throws the ball. This team that they're playing. What about Anawan Weathersfield? Or Anawan Weathersfield, but they mm-hmm. didn't play Anawan Weathersfield. Yeah. But, so, but the problem with stacking is Mr. Stats, so he just sure, is comparing no, and, stats. And I understand that. So their uh, running back last year had a broken leg. Tough was right, though. He was back. <laughs> we'll he's back. Um, I think he had a concussion earlier in the in the year, and he's, he's obviously fine and healthy. Um, he had four touchdowns in the Pena game, uh, four touchdowns against Pickneyville. Um, he really only played half of every regular season game because they were up by so much. Um, their five receivers, though, or their four receivers, um, their best one is Isaac Turner, 900 yards, nine touchdowns, 50 receptions on the year. All of them have at least 500 yards and 30 catches. So they are a really good team. The one thing you won't see out of Nashville is their running back or their quarterback. He scrambles. But he only scrambles to avoid tackles. He's still looking downfield. He's not going to run the ball downfield. And I don't know if that's because he got his collarbone broke last year and they've told him, just throw the ball away. He's a passing quarterback, period. If they can get pressure on him, they've got a chance. The other thing, when you look at Newman, last week against Fieldcrest, when they were up 21-0, Fieldcrest's only touchdown came on a drive where that, that took them 18 plays, I believe, and took eight minutes off the clock. And that's from a team down three scores. So they were able to stay on the field against a team that needs points for eight minutes. And yeah, they gave up a touchdown, but they, they still had a two-touchdown lead at that point. And that was the final score, 21-7. But they made them stay on the field for eight minutes in the second half when you know that Fieldcrest is thinking, we need points, we got to score, we got to score. And they kept them on the field for eight minutes. That shows me a defense that knows what they have to do and plays good assignment football. Oh, I don't see Newman changing their defense at all. Oh, no. They just no. got to... Newman's <laughs> not going to change anything they've done in no. the last 20 and, years. And, and why should you? 30 years. Why should... It. It's worked. Yeah. It's worked. Uh, they'll face a defense that's a base 4-3. Their front seven's pretty strong in Nashville, but Newman's, Newman's used to that. They, Nashville knows Newman's going to line up and run the ball at them. Every now and then, they, they will throw the ball. I think they have three passing touchdowns in the playoffs so far. Um, but, yeah, they're, they're a good team. And uh, I, 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 if I'm putting money out there, I'm betting on Newman. Can you bet on high school football? <laughs> Probably let, not. Let me Legal, legally, no. no. We know we, <laughs> Newman. we know way too much about it to be able. We should be. I mean, besides stacking. Go Newman, ahead. Stack. Newman uh, ran 32 plays as a wishbone, a wishbone formation against Fieldcrest. And when you look at the season, Jacob Ackerman has thrown for 824 yards and nine touchdowns which I think might be Newman records. You have to correct him. He would do you. Ackman. Ackman, I'm sorry. Ackman. Nine touchdowns. Um, Andrew Wilson has caught six touchdown passes. Connor McBride has caught five touchdown passes. Connor McBride, I think, is going to be the game changer because he's got speed. He's the quickest player on the Newman team. And kickoff returns, those special team plays, those hidden plays that we always talk, that get lost in the stats but come out so big, special teams, 
is going to be big. I think Connor McBride probably breaks a touchdown or gets close to breaking one, and that will flip the game for Newman. We'll leave this with this. <clears throat> I actually got one more thing. I got one more thing. So Nashville has, uh, Nashville has never won a state championship. Like mm-hmm. I said, they finished second. A team down from down south, it's been 19 years since somebody from down south has won a state title. Well, you heard it with, uh, with Coach Kressmer. Um they, they, he talked to the kids, and this isn't the end. This isn't the, getting to the state championship no. game wasn't the ultimate goal. The ultimate goal is winning it. That's the expectations. That's what they expect. They've done there. They've been there. They've done it. They expect to do that. The opposite might be the same way for Nashville. Nashville being there one time. I mean, they're they're pretty excited to be there. Obviously, they want to win the state championship. Sure. But I, I think it's an ex- expectation for Newman, and, and I think that bodes well for them. I think they win the football game, and I think we have a state championship champion in the WQD viewing area. For the first time since 14? 2014. 2014, which is crazy because we which is when we, Newman won. Yeah, we went on 13. a we went on a a long we went on a long run where we were there every single heck. What was it? 2012, I think we were there for three teams down in uh, Champagne. Down yeah. in Champagne, yeah. 2012, 2010, something like that. Yeah. So I mean, it's been a while that since we've covered a, a state championship team. I think it, 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 that that drought ends on Friday, and, and Sterling Newman wins the state championship. Nashville has been to the playoffs six times, I believe, I read since 2004. Newman, this decade, has won three. It could win their, if they win on Friday, it would be their third state championship. Can we decade. do the 10 year thing with, like, where were they at the beginning? The, the thing year? on Facebook? And, and yeah, and we put a picture of Mike Paposi and a picture of Coach Kretschmer. That's Coach been in, in Coach ten, the, ten decade years, the decade challenge. The decade challenge. challenge. Co- Coach Paposi <laughs> would be like, man, I did good. <laughs> he got younger. <laughs> yeah, it will be Newman's 70th playoff win if they win on Friday wow. and their sixth state championship. He's just, he can't, he's like, at all the got them all. Head, all since got them 1980. Uh, we'll go around the table. Winner? Newman, 31 6. Newman wins, yeah. Newman. It's silly to have a Newman podcast and not pick Newman. <laughs> not pick Newman. <laughs> right? Why would yeah. I do? But I, with all that being said, I do. I, I mean, I would tell anybody. It's not going to yeah. be an easy game. I though. could be doing a national podcast and I'd be saying that that Newman wins. I think Newman wins it. I think it's by double figures. I think they they're, two they're two scores, two scores, and yeah. and and they get the job done. So. Um, Best of luck to Newman. We'll have full coverage for you on WQAD. They've been a fun team to cover. They're a great program to cover, and we'll do so again on Friday. Um, we want to break down the rest of the, the high school football season. It was a fun season. We had a lot of great teams. We had a lot of great inv- individual performances. So what we're going to do is I want from you guys, I want your, your best player, best team, and um, best game. And, and I don't want to say best. How about your player of the year, coach of the year, and game of the year because it doesn't have to, to be, be the, the best because we could sure. all sit here and pick one team. Oh, yeah. And Newman's playing for a state championship, so we could all so kind of be able to, in your own personal opinion of watching games and, and maybe covering games, what stood out the most to you? And should we let the new girl go first? No. Absolutely. No. Yes. Oh, Absolutely. So don't mess it up. I think my team of the year um, is going to be Anawan Weathersfield. I did one of the previews um, this summer on them, and Coach Willits, he's a great guy, first year as head coach there but history with the program a lot of great returning faces there so they were super fun to watch obviously made a great run this year and uh, we expect great things from them in years to come are we doing it yeah we'll do we'll just, just do one at a time we'll do one at a time okay yeah. so cool. that is your team of the That's year my team of the year mr cuffler uh well if we're going team slash coach i'm gonna go with newman and kretzmer it's too easy for me um, well, did you do coach of the year too? No, no, but I just but, did team. But, okay, yeah. So, but, so Sterling Newman. Gotcha. gotcha. Um, but if I had to pick a coach of the year, my coach of the year would be Ryan Odding from oh boy, from now, Morrison. Now you got me thinking. So. Now we have to all do a coach of the year. Well, you don't have to. Mr. That's just what I did. Mr. Stackpile, let the North love begin. I'm going to say team of the year, Sterling in Illinois, North Scott in Iowa. 
Stocking, wow. you, stocking, give me your team of the year. I said Sterling, Illinois, North stocking, Scott, and Iowa. Stocking, give me your team of the year. Just one team. Sterling over North Scott. Okay. Okay. Coach of the year. Um, I would say Sterling's head coach. John Schlemmer. John Schlemmer. Okay. I will do team of the year. I will do Anwan Weathersfield. Nice. Um, fantastic season by them. Um, I will do, who did you do for team of the year? That's what I A&W. did. Did yeah. you? Yeah. Is that what I meant to do? Yeah. Is that on my thing? No, you no. said Princeton. That's what I meant to say. Ooh, awkward. <laughs> and no, it is. <laughs> <laughs> it is a little bit awkward, but but um, I, the uh, I got to cover them three straight times in the postseason, and they took Byron down to the wire. Really good football team. A lot of great kids on that team. So kind of my 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 partial pick because I got to cover them through the postseason. We'll do Princeton. My coach of the year is Morrison's coach, Coach Otting. Did a fantastic yeah. job going from two and seven to eleven and one. one. Eleven and one. I mean that's that's the that's a not just a, my coach of the year. It should be a state coach of the year somewhere, right. someplace. Oh, yeah. So, Absolutely. Um, well done on his part. So we got our our, our uh, team of the year. Let's go with our player of the year, and we'll start with with the the lady. All not, right. Not you, Stack. Oh. <laughs> so, oh that was wow. that was so funny. I forgot to laugh. Wow. <laughs> ha ha ha. You need new joke that's writers, not, don't that's you? That's not nice. I apologize. Along the same lines, Princeton, I'm going to go with Rondé Worrells. Um, we saw some great things from him this year. He broke records at Princeton and um, battled some adversity through uh, injuries at one point and came back looking great. I will go with Harrison Bay Bowie from Moline. I mean, Bettendorf. I was going to say <laughs> that. The I'm, mo- just I'm just kidding. Yeah. The no, mo- no, no, no. I did it on purpose. The Moline guy picked Harrison Bay Bowie. <laughs> I like this it. Is, this I, is controversial. He, he had one heck of a year. 32, yeah. 32 touchdowns. He had over 2,000 yards rushing. Um, he led that team to a state semifinal appearance. And, uh, yeah, he's my, he's my player of the year. Illinois, Colton Quagliano, nope, Iowa, nope. Jack West. Stop it. Who is your player of Jack the year? Jack West. Jack West. I think I called that before we started this. Yeah, that, that's one Davenport North. That's we'll one see Davenport. how this goes. I will go with Colton Quagliano, yeah. um, and uh, he'll be probably be my player of the year next year, too. And why should I just go ahead, <laughs> play, can I go ahead and do that? He could be he the basketball make, player of the year. He didn't make all state. He what? didn't? He, no. Crazy. Nuh-uh. What yeah. were they drinking down at the state office? That's oh. ridiculous. Um, yeah, and, and Stocking brings up a rare good point that he's a, might be as maybe a better basketball player than he's a football player. Right. And that's saying something. So, um, fantastic kid. Um, did it with his arm, obviously. Um, could, could beat you with his legs when he needed to as well. Um, and led that football team um, to, to great heights and things that they've never done before. And that's the exciting part for our job is we get to chill with him next year and, and watch him again um, and have one more season. So, uh, game of the year. Celia. Ooh. Um, Anawan Weathersfield taking on Forreston. I got to cover that game. Yeah. And that okay. was just like an up-and-down game. After I left, I just kept refreshing my – Twitter feed, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, Forreston would take the lead. Then Anawan would be back in it and taking the lead there, and they just really um, came back from a lot of adversity in that game and got it done and um, made a great run. I'm also going to go with Anawan Weathersfield playing Morrison. Uh, the third-round game it was a fantastic football game. came down to the last two plays of the game uh, with Anawan Weathersfield making two big stops and knocking down a pass in the end zone twice. Uh, but, man, what a, what a great game it was. Neither team deserved to lose that game. Anwar Weathersfield uh, earned that victory. Um, so, yeah, that was my game of the you, year. 20-14, uh, to 14, or 13, I believe, is what it was. And you'll see a lot of it is kind of the games that we were at and we got to cover is yeah. the ones that – which sure, game yeah. did you follow on Twitter that you liked the most? <laughs> <laughs> from Devon, well, you, well, you never left the command uh, module. From, I mean, Iowa, from Davenport North. In Iowa was West Central. Nope, 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 nope. Just one game. Illinois. What's your one game? No, what's your one game? Riverdale Newman. All right. Saturday afternoon at Riverdale. Saturday afternoon at Riverdale. 
It was like you were there. Back. Yeah, you were I there. I was there. Yes, I was. See, there That's you go. Right. Shut me it's up. It's better than <laughs> going to the Iowa State Iowa game. <laughs> you can't feel the made me. Okay. That was fun. And then eat your words. Um, my my favorite oh. game that I was at that I got to cover that was a really good football game was uh, North Scott um, winning their first round playoff game against Cedar Rapids Xavier. Um, just windy, rainy, nasty day. Um, plenty of turnovers. Um, the North Scott defense dominated once again, and then the offense finally got on track when they needed to. And and, and we talked to Coach Tippett afterwards on the score, and we I might have been I can't remember I think it was on we did a talk back with a him. talk back with him, and I asked him is that like a signature victory? And he brought up a good point because that program's had enough signature victories that they probably didn't need those anymore. But with that being said, to to beat a team like um, Sea Rapids Xavier, the way they did it, um, a fantastic job by them. They were a fun team to cover all year. Didn't quite get it, but you guys saw how good Western Dubuque was. Oh, I yeah. mean, oh, they just absolutely gosh, dominated yeah. the state tournament. So um, hats off to Western Dubuque, but that was a fun game, and, and, and congratulations to North Scott on their very successful season. I got one more bonus uh, favorite of the year. Drake Van Hefty gets my favorite interview of the year. Do <laughs> <laughs> you want to explain it or no? No. no. He knows. <laughs> if, if Drake listens, or like, he, he knows. He knows. <laughs> Very, very big storyline coming out today is that the state sent out their proposals for voting. Which, which state? The state of Illinois. There I just say they sent out their proposals for voting. They are going there. There is a uh, measure to repeal the district system and go back to way, the way it is currently. The, currently, that's what's going to happen. The three hundred has to be voted on. Though. Yeah, yeah it has but to I be think voted I, on. the eight game season with expanded playoffs did not make it out. So Perfect. if the if they vote the district down, I'm hoping that they do. Why are you hoping that they do? I just don't think district works. The way they've set up district in Illinois will not work. I think that when you say to Moline, you have to give up a, a lot of your rivalries and you have to place the closest conference, the closest district team you play is Quincy. That's there's something wrong there. Here here's the thing. I'm a Moline guy obviously. If they went to districts, the only team that it hurts is Moline. But that being said, I enjoy having the Western Big Six the way it is with the two new teams. I'm not opposed to keeping things the way they are. I, I enjoy it. I understand why the teams who voted to go districts, why they did. It makes perfect sense why they did. But I, I'm, a, I'm a longtime Western Big Six guy. I like the way that the conferences are. Um, I, I hope it stays, honestly. Here's yeah. my t- here's I'm a my long t- here's time my three rivers guy. Go ahead, guys. stack talk again. Well, I'm a long time <laughs> I'm a long time three rivers guy, and I like the three rivers conference in the current composition. How are you a three rivers guy when you're going to be the head coach in Davenport West? <laughs> you're going to be the athletic director at Allman. Yes, I know that'd be great. <laughs> the way I would look at it is, um, I, I agree, especially with the, the the additions to the Western Big Six. I, I was really excited to see that. It was fun the way it was or the way that it's been this year, and I, I'd like to see that continue going forward. I think it's easier for us um, covering sports as a sportscaster right. to keep things the way they are so we don't have to travel on all those teams. I think that it benefits more schools locally to go to districts than it does to to, 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 to stay. I, I'm just saying if you broke it down, I, I would say that the majority, not I wouldn't know about the majority, but I'd say 60, 65 percent of the schools would benefit better or would like mm-hmm. it better. But I think Moline and maybe a few others has done a very good job of of being because they they have a they have a very good point. They, they have it, a very good reason. Yeah. And they've done a good job of being the loudest wheel and to voice their displeasure. 
And I think that's... I'm going to choke. <laughs> You're going to choke on <laughs> Your peanut M&Ms that you gave me. <laughs> I think that's what's going to get this thing flipped. And, I mean, Chip Fellow was in here just uh, two weeks ago. Yeah. And he, Why I, are you pointing I, to me? I think because he, he sat was in, in your seat. Sure. <laughs> yeah. And you kind of look the same. <laughs> shorter. Oh, wow. That's a compliment. Chip. Shorter. That's yeah. a compliment. Yeah, shorter, blonde hair. <laughs> you know he's listening to I this. know it. I love it. So... Um, yeah, that's my just thought of it. I, as a sportscaster, I'd love to keep it the way it is. As a guy who grew up in this area, I like the conferences and I like the tradition of it. Um, I think it would benefit more schools to go to districts, but I don't. I think the the squeakiest wheel is going to get this flipped around. Also, you look at history, and history is so big. With you, when you go to district, you're you're throwing out all the history, and there's really not a. I mean, and districts change every two years, so there's not a chance to build up a rivalry. I mean, Moline and Rocky have built up a rivalry for a hundred plus years, and you're they, going, still they were still going to play though, because play. because they have a couple non-district yeah, games. They, they were still going to play. But if you're Moline, they were still going to play. You, do you play Rocky? You play, yes, they're yeah. still going to play. Galesburg? You play no, no, no. no. You play no. Almond. You play Rocky. Years. They don't. You play Rocky. They, 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 already, they already said they already said they're going to play Rocky. I'm just saying. Do you not like the do not like the districts in Iowa because the Mac isn't the way it is? I don't. I mean. For a time, I like Bettendorf and Assumption don't play each other anymore. For a time, I liked North dis- Scott and Bettendorf don't play I each finish? other anymore. Thank you. Uh, for welcome. a time, I liked districts because when you looked in Illinois, you had Rock Island going to Wisconsin, Allman going to Wisconsin, Rocky going to Ohio to play games, and that to me didn't seem oh. right. But now that I've seen districts and I'm more adult and more cultured, I think. Huh. I don't think you are. You are. You eat a Twinkie every day. I don't think you eat a Twinkie every day. I don't think <laughs> that's true. That, that's a good point. I don't think that you can't be an adult if you have a Twinkie every day. As great as as people make them out to be. It's true. He has a Twinkie. And every I have day. a Twinkie every day. That's not a problem. Hold on. I like. To, hold on. When did they go? Just gosh darn it! People quit listening if you want to. Um, <laughs> they went to districts in Iowa in 1993. And did they did really? No yes. way. For no, the, they did. Yes, they did. No, they did. 1993, they went from classes, um, from class A to 3A. 4A did not join the district party until the Mac. No, 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 no. When did the Mac go away? Um, the Mac went to districts in 2013, which is two years go. after the western part of the state went to, went to district. How old were you in 2013? No, I'm saying. How old were you no, in 2013? No, 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 2013, I didn't think districts were good. There you go. That's what we're saying. So okay. districts technically I'm just didn't trying really to figure out how you grew, how you grew up in 2013. No, I, when did you I, start I, eating I'm Twinkies? I'm talking about districts overall. Age three. Districts in Iowa started in 1993 from classes okay, A this, to 3A. This went off track. Um, right. One last question. Where do you get Twinkies because Twinkies have been discontinued? No, Twinkies are back. They've been of back. All, of all they were people, gone he for a while, and then Hostess. they came so back. Did Hostess do? get rid of them or no? no but Hostess what did you do? Rebuilt, they re- they re- came back with them in 2015. What, what did, did you do during, during that go, drought? I was going through withdrawals and uh, <laughs> going, through, going to cloud cake. And everyone, I want you to know that Stocking is wearing a Twinkie-colored sweater It's, right cash, now. it's cashmere, and it's older than you are. It might be. I don't that's know. A, that's I got the strawberry patch in Ames. Okay. When did you buy it? I want to... Early 90s, when I was in college. Yeah, it's older than you. Yeah, dang, wow. I want to thank everybody for listening <laughs> to this podcast. <laughs> End of the podcast all year long. I want to apologize for the last five minutes. Um, uh, honestly, though, we, this has been a ton of fun to do these each and every week. We've got a lot of great feedback, and it's weird because I was telling Cuff this week that like, I was in Iowa City last week for a Tuesday press conference before the Iowa-Illinois game, and a, a gentleman comes up to me, from Sterling, who travels to Iowa City that loves the podcast. 
and I'm not tooting our horn by any stretch of the imagination, but it's cool the amount of people that have come up to us and yeah. say they actually enjoy us listening to nonsense. It's cool that Coach Kretzmer knows that you went to Riverdale and like Absolutely. Riverdale. Absolutely. So uh, we appreciate that. We would probably do this thing if nobody listened because this is what we like to talk about and we like to yell at stocking. So, um, <laughs> But we want to thank you guys for listening. We will do some in basketball season. We can't do weekly ones yeah, in basketball no, season because things change so much. So it's not like we can sit down on a Friday night because by the time you listen to it on a Monday, there's there's Saturday games that go on and all that kind of stuff. So I don't know the schedule that we'll do sure. with it, but we'll continue the score podcast during basketball season. We'll pop on here when they do a uh, when they make that vote and we switch over to when we switch back to conferences or whatever we do. If there's anything big that happens, we'll continue to do it. So the most important thing is say stay subscribed to the podcast. If you haven't subscribed subscribe to subscribe, it, yes. wow. make sure you do it, and we appreciate <laughs> it. Any feedback we'd love. And once again, thank you for listening. Also, the Twitter uh, handle is at the score WQAD. Make sure you always follow us on that. And for the last time on football season, stocking, tell everybody goodbye. So long, everybody. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.